ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار قال الله جل وعلا في كتابه بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر ان الانسان لفي خسر الا الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر الله سبحانه وتعالى revealed surah al-asr in his quran and this surah is such an amazing surah with such profound meaning that imam al-shafi'i rahimahullah ta'ala he said if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only revealed surah al-asr it would have been a sufficient evidence for mankind if allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only revealed surah al-asr it would be a sufficient evidence for mankind because surah al-asr summarizes the life of the believer and surah al-asr directs a believer to the way to the path of Allah Jalla wa Ala to get into Jannah. And Surah Al-Asr, even though it is only very short in the Quran, the meanings encompass everything that we can do in our lives. And we will take this Surah, inshaAllah Ta'ala, by looking at the life of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and understanding this Surah, this surah through the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his companion Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiyallahu anhu. Allah Jalla wa'ala begins the surah, he says, Wal-Asr. By the time, Allah Jalla wa'ala makes an oath. By the time. And if mankind make an oath, we can only make an oath by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he can make an oath by whatever he wants. And if he makes an oath by something, it shows its great importance in Islam. So Allah Jalla wa'ala said, by the time. Making an oath by the time. Inna al-insana la fi khusr. That indeed, all of man are in loss by the time. Indeed, all of man are in loss. Except for those who believe. And they do righteous deeds. And they call with faith and they call with truth and they call with patience. So Allah says, by the time. Indeed, all of man are in loss. Except for the few that Allah has mentioned. This time that Allah Jalla wa'ala makes an oath by, it is so important. He is the creator of time. And every moment in time that goes by, it will never come back again. 
and we will be held to account for how we spend this time. Every second that passes, every minute that passes, every month and day and year that passes, we will be accountable in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Imam al-Shafi'i rahimahullah ta'ala said, O son of Adam, you are just a matter of days. If we look at our bodies, we are just a matter of days. Every time a day has passed, a part of our body has disappeared. And every time a year has passed, more of our body has disappeared until we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These minutes, these hours, these days and months that have gone by, we will never see them again. So if we have done good deeds on these days, then they will be established for us if Allah jalla wa ala accepts them. And if we have done evil on these days, then they will be on our scales unless Allah jalla wa ala forgives them. And the time that has gone by that we have wasted, that we have not benefited from, this will be the time that every believer will regret on Yom Al-Qiyamah. Because those who go to Jannah, if they had utilized the time they had wasted, they would be higher in Jannah. And those who go to Jahannam, if they had made use of their time, they may have entered Jannah. And that's why Allah Jalla wa Ala says in the Quran, that when the person will say, wasted have I, a wasted have I done to myself, a woe be to myself, great regret am I showing now that I was neglectful when it came to the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the time, by the time, indeed man are in loss. Look at the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was a prophet for how many years? He was a prophet and a messenger for only 23 years. 23 years! And by the permission of Allah Jalla he was able to change the entire world. 23 years! And the nation that he built in Medina, which was so strong, they were able to conquer Persia and Rome. 23 years! And by the permission of Allah Jalla the Imam that he built in the hearts of his companions. 23 years! And Allah allowed him to set the laws for mankind until Yawm Al-Qiyamah. 23 years! And the Sahaba said, if we were to see a bird flapping its wings in the sky, if, they would, if it was beneficial for us, Muhammad would have given us knowledge about it. 23 years and every aspect of our life has been explained to us, has been taught to us. The Quran was revealed to us. The Sunnah was given to us. The religion was preserved for us. 23 years. This is how he utilized his time, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was the greatest father to his children. He was the greatest husband to his wife. He was the greatest companion to his friends. He was the greatest leader for this ummah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 23 years, he was the greatest military commander. 23 years, children would come to him on the road. They would hold his hand and they would take him around Medina sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He had time for every single person that came to him. And he had time to convey the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Did he waste his time sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Not a moment of his time was wasted. Because he knew the responsibility he had on his shoulders sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah jalla wa ala said, وَالْعَصَرْ And by the time. Let's look at his great companion Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after praying Salat al-Fajr he said, who from my companions is fasting today? Abu Bakr said, I am a messenger of Allah. Who from my companions
companions has given charity today? Abu Bakr said, I have a messenger of Allah. Who from my companions has visited the sick today? He said, I have a messenger of Allah. Who from my companions has prayed the funeral prayer today? He said, I have a messenger of Allah. If this is how he was at the time of Bajr, then imagine how he utilized his time for the rest of the day. And the Prophet said to him, these four things do not combine in any one person in one day, except that he would enter Jannah. This was the companion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah jalla wa ala said, وَالْأَثَرْ By the time, إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرٍ Indeed, man are in loss. Which means, if we do not guard our time, and we do not look after our time, and we do not benefit from our time, then we will be in loss. We will be in loss even we will lose our religion. We will be in loss even we will lose our religion or our Jannah, or our station in Jannah. And we can become lower in Jannah or fall into Jahannam. But time is the thing that we have to make use of. And it is so important. Allah Jalla wa Ala made an oath by it, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wal-Asr, inna al-insana lafi khusr, illa al-ladhina amanu wa amilu al-salihat, except for those who believe and do righteous deeds. These are the ones who are not in loss. These are, these are the ones who have made use of their time, except for the ones that believe and they do righteous deeds. Let's look at the belief of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah Jalla wa Ala protected him from the day he was born, that he never bowed down to other than Allah Jalla wa Ala, even before he became a messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He never called upon other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, Allah Jalla wa Ala protected him from the societies of evil. So he will not be contaminated by the filth of the society. And Allah Jalla wa Ala allowed him to go to the cave when he began to see righteous dreams that became true. So he could worship Allah Jalla wa Ala in seclusion. When the disbelievers of the Quraysh saw that his message was becoming widespread and accepted by the people, they offered Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam everything. Oh Muhammad, if it is a woman that you want to marry, we will marry her to you. If it is position that you want, we will make you our leader. If it is wealth that you want, we will give you whatever you want in wealth. What did his Iman say? He said that if you put the sun in my right hand and the moon in my left hand, I will never abandon an Islam. The Iman of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, give him whatever you want, he will not leave his religion sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was a human being. He could be tempted by these things, but he was firm. And he knew that Allah Jalla wa has given him this religion of an Islam that he will not abandon for anything. They said, oh Muhammad, let us come to an agreement. We worship your Lord for one year, you worship our idols for one year. Allah Jalla wa revealed, Say, oh disbelievers, لا أعبد ما تعبدون. I will not worship what you worship. And you will not worship what I worship. And I will not worship what you worship. And you will not worship what I worship. لَكُمْ دِينُكُمْ وَلِيَدِينَ For you is your religion. And for me is mine. Firm on Al-Islam. When he saw his companions being killed in front of him, he remained upon Al-Islam and he only became stronger. He would go out by himself in the middle of the night and he would recite the Quran in Salah in front of the Kaaba, And the disbelievers would watch him. But he had Iman. He did not fear anyone except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let us look at the Iman of his companion Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu wa arda. The Iman of Abu Bakr. 
nothing would shake Abu Bakr radiallahu When the Prophet told the disbelievers that he went from Mecca to Baytul Maqdis overnight, and Abu Bakr was told this by the disbelievers who were laughing at him and who were mocking him. Your companion claims that overnight he went to Jerusalem and back. Overnight he went to Baytul Maqdis and back. How could this be? And he just said, if he said this, then I believe in him. He went to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Rasulullah, is this true what they are saying about you? He said, yes. He said, then I bear witness that you are the messenger of Allah. No questions asked. This is the Iman of Abu Bakr radiallahu Let us see the Iman of Abu Bakr. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to his companions, bring me charity money, bring me wealth, so he can distribute it to the Ummah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he asked Abu Bakr what he had bought, he said, oh messenger of Allah, I have bought everything. He says, so what have you left your family? I have left them Allah and his messenger sallallahu alayhi wa Can any of us give each and every penny that we have for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Look at the iman of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu wa ta'ala. Allah jalla wa ala said, إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And they do righteous deeds. If we were to speak about the righteous deeds that were done by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we would never come to an end. Think of every good deed he was at the forefront of it, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Every good deed, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When it came to salah, his salah was the most perfect. As Aisha radiallahu anha, she used to say, he used to stand for salah at night. He would recite Surah Al-Baqarah, then Surah Al-Nisa, then Surah Ali Imran, all in one rak'ah. And do not ask me how beautiful his standing was. And then he would make ruku and he would bow down to similar length to his standing. And do not ask me how beautiful his rukum was, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imagine the salah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he would have charity, he would give everything that he had, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When he would fast, sometimes the sahaba would say, he would fast so much that they would say he would never stop fasting, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. When it came to jihad, he was the leader, the commander, and he was also fighting the enemies himself with his hands, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Think of any good deed. And he was at the forefront of every good deed, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because Iman without actions is not Iman. How to have belief without actions is not a valid belief. Iman has to have actions with it. And that's why Allah said, إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِنُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And they perform good deeds. As for Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu wa then the deeds of Abu Bakr, they said we used to walk past the house of Abu Bakr at night and we would only hear him reciting Quran from Qiyamul Layl. This was the night of Abu Bakr. When the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told Aisha that Abu Bakr would lead the salah when he became ill, she said, oh Messenger of Allah, my father is someone who cannot hold himself. Meaning, if he was to recite the Quran in salah, he would cry so much that the people would not be able to understand what he is reciting. This is his actions. How he used to worship Allah Jalla wa Ala, giving all of his wealth and charity. He had nothing to eat, radiallahu anhu arda, but he would give everything that he had for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even when he was making hijrah with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to Al-Madinah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saw Abu Bakr walking in a different type of way. One minute he's in front of him, the next minute he's behind him, the next minute he's on his right, the next minute he's on his left. Oh Abu Bakr, what are you doing? He said, radiallahu anhu, oh, messenger of Allah, if I fear the enemy are coming from in front, I will stand in front of you. And if I fear they are coming behind me, I will stand behind you. And whichever side I think they are coming from, I will stand there. Because if 
I am cured, the Ummah have lost one man. But if you are cured, they have lost the messenger of Allah. These are the actions of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu arda. How they implemented these ayat in the Quran. And then Allah Jalla wa ala said, وَتَوَاصَوْ And they call with the truth. They call with truth. Look at the da'wah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his call. His call has continued 1400 years after he has passed away, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He would go from town to town, from village to village, calling them to al-Islam. He would go from person to person, from leaders to slaves, to every person in society, calling them to al-Islam. Women would come to him, children would come to him, grown men would come to him, even the jinn, they would come to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for da'wah, and he would call them to la ilaha illallah. This is the da'wah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What about Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu? Look at some of the Sahaba that embraced Islam through the efforts and da'wah of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. What is a better statement than the one who calls to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Uthman radiallahu anhu, he became a Muslim through the da'wah of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu after the permission of Allah jalla wa'ala. Uthman, that means everything Uthman does, it is on the scales of Abu Bakr. Talha radiallahu anhu, Az-Zubayr radiallahu anhu, Abdurrahman ibn Awf, Sa'al ibn Abi Waqas, Khalid ibn Walid, all of these men and many more from the works of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. All of their deeds are on the scales of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu arbaan. And that's why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, if Abu Bakr was put on one side of the scale and the entire ummah on the other side of the scale, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu would be greater than all of them. This is Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu anhu wa arda. Look at his da'wah, how he strived. He even freed Bilal radiallahu anhu, the mu'adhin of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. His adhan will be on the scales of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. This Quran that we read, it will be on the scales of Abu Bakr because he is the one who compiled it into one kitab. Every time you recite Quran, Abu Bakr will receive the reward. Every time we do anything that we have learned from these great companions that he made Muslims, he will receive the reward radiallahu anhu wa arda. No one can compete with a Siddiq radiallahu anhu wa arda. And then Allah Jalla wa ala says, وَتَوَاصَوْ بِالصَّبْرِ And they call with patience. They call with patience. We know how important patience is in Al-Islam. Look at Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He went to Ta'if to call the people to Al-Islam. And they ridiculed him. And they mocked him. And they sent their children out to stones. To throw stones at him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he was chased out of Ta'if. Sitting between the two mountains that brought a Ta'if with blood on his sandals sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, blood trickling down his body sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then the angel came down, oh Muhammad, just say yes, and we will crush Ta'if between these two mountains. Just say yes, and we will do this. Look at his patience. He remained patient, he said no, because perhaps their children will become Muslims. And all of their children became Muslims in the future. His patience, the patience that Allah Jalla wa ala gave him, was the reason for the people of Ta'if to embrace an Islam. The Quraysh, they persecuted him when he entered Mecca on the day of opening the conquest. Everyone was scared. They were rushed to their homes. Some of them rushed to the mountains. What is Muhammad sallallahu going to do? We persecuted him. We killed his companions. We banished him from the land. What is he going to do to us? And the Prophet sallallahu went to the Kaaba. And then he said, all of you are free. All of you are free and all of you are forgiven. 
except for a very few that continued to insult him and the people began to come out in crowds and this is when they embraced Islam in crowds and when you see the people embracing Islam in crowds and crowds because of his patience when he was worshipping Allah in front of the Kaaba, making sajda to Allah and the disbelievers put the waist of an animal on his back he did not give up ibadah he did not, he did not give up worshipping Allah but he remained patient and he continued to worship Allah because he knew the promise of Allah is true that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give him and his followers victory this is the patience of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Look at the patience of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu arda. Everything he bared with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa he was the companion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa for his journey. For the hijrah from Mecca to Medina, he was the chosen one that would go with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was there when the persecution was taking place and he remained patient upon the call of Islam. He was there when the Prophet ﷺ passed away. The greatest calamity ever to hit this ummah. There will never be a calamity like this ever again. Abu Bakr he was away on the journey. And then he came back and he saw there was chaos in this ummah. Umar had his sword ready to kill anyone that said Muhammad ﷺ had passed away. But Allah gave Abu Bakr a different type of patience. And that's why he was more befitting to be leader than Umar radiallahu anhu. So when he came back, he inquired what had happened. Then he went into the house of Aisha, who was his daughter. And he saw the Prophet sallallahu alayhi passed away lying down. He went to him sallallahu alayhi to, to affirm that he had passed away. He kissed him on his forehead. He said, You were beautiful when you were alive and even after you have passed away, your message of Allah. And then he came out. He ascended the pulpit of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Man kana ya'budu Muhammadan fa inna Muhammadan qadmat. Whoever used to worship Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then indeed Muhammad has passed away. Wa man kana ya'budu Allah fa inna Allah hayyun la yamut. Then whoever used to worship Allah, then Allah is alive and he will never die. Then he recited the verse, wa ma Muhammadun illa rasul. And to Umar radiallahu anhu fell to his knees. And the Sahaba, they became patient and accepted the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The patience of Abu Bakr was the reason Allah jalla wa ala made for stability in this ummah. And they understood the surah wal-asr and they implemented it in their lives. And look at the nation that they produced by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. أقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد فالله سبحانه وتعالى يسد والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر. By the time, indeed, men are in loss, except for those who believe and do righteous deeds, and they call with truth, and they call with patience. Let us ask ourselves now, how are we when we look at the lives of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his companion Abu Bakr al-Siddiq? Are we aspiring to be like them? Have we taken them as our role models? 
Are we implementing what Allah Jalla wa'ala has mentioned in Surah Al-Asr? Let us ask ourselves about our time. How much of our time do we dedicate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? From the 24 hours we have every day, do we spend even one hour in ibadah, in worship? Do we spend even half an hour in worship for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? When we compare ourselves to Abu Bakr radiallahu and the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they dedicated their entire lives for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can we even dedicate a small percentage of the day for him subhanahu wa ta'ala? Where are we going to be in the hereafter? And where are they going to be? When they made use of every second, and we can just about dedicate half an hour to Allah Jalla wa'ala in ibadah, which includes our compulsory acts of worship. When it comes to our belief, and we hear doubts about Islam, is our iman shaken? Or are we remaining firm upon an Islam? How can we compare our belief now to the belief of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companions? And what are we doing to make our beliefs firm upon this religion? Do we learn about Islam? Do we take classes on an Islam? Do we recite the Quran to educate ourselves in a language we understand? Do we learn the Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? What are we doing to increase our iman and our belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Then let us ask ourselves about our deeds. How are our actions? Are the majority of them good? Or are the majority of them evil? Are we dedicating acts of worship to Allah in sincerity? Or are we disobeying Him with the blessings that He has given us? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us ask ourselves, how can we even come near Abu Bakr radiallahu Can we come near any of the companions of the Prophet how far behind are we going to be on Yawm Al-Qiyamah if we are like this? If we continue the way that we are, we are, we are, we are acting, and the way we worship Allah Jalla wa'ala or disobey Him, then we can ask ourselves, when it comes to the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, have we ever told anyone about Al-Islam? Have we ever called anyone to Al-Islam? Have we ever taught anyone something about Al-Islam? How are we implementing Surah Al-Asr? And to conclude, how are we with patience? If Allah Jalla wa'ala tests us, do we turn on our heels? If Allah Jalla wa'ala tests us, do we become further away from his religion? Or do we take the example of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his companion Abu Bakr al-Siddiq radiallahu alayhi Surah Al-Asr, a very short surah that all of us have memorized. And we all recite it and hear it in the salah. But how many of us actually understand and implement this surah? And that's why Imam al-Shafi'i said, Rahimahullah ta'ala, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only revealed Surah Al-Asr as a proof for this creation, it would have been sufficient for them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to implement that which we find in Surah Al-Asr and in the rest of the Quran. We ask Allah Jalla wa'ala to increase us in our iman, to make us make use of our time, to increase us in our good deeds, to make us call us to his way in truth and with patience. اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين اللهم انصر إخواننا المسلمين في كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم وحد صفوفهم واجمع كلمتهم يا رب العالمين اللهم عليك بأعداء المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم احسهم عددا واقتلهم بددا ولا تغادر منهم أحدا اللهم فرج جمعهم وشدد شملهم يا رب 
العالمين اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين اللهم يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك ثبت قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم ثبتنا بالقول الثابت في الحياة الدنيا والآخرة يا رب العالمين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين أقم الصلاة